Praise God everyone. My name is Dorcas Kamau. I hope you're doing fantastic wherever you're listening from. This is a Jquad CU podcast and today we'll be listening from the topic stewardship of time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 19 talks about just like animals human beings are going to take their last breath. When you'll be taking your last breath, are you going to be thinking, God give me more time or thank you for helping me be a good steward of my time for the time that I was here. Welcome to Samonet by Dr. Calvin Ominde on stewardship of time. If we only prioritized our time so well such that when our time on earth is done, we are ready for God's crown, then we will rejoice the more. Stewardship is a God-given responsibility with accountability. And as we look into the scripture about and think about stewardship as a whole, we need to remember four principles. That one, God owns everything. You own nothing. You own You know? Two, God entrusts you with everything you have. And this should help guide you against pride. That you know everything I have, I have received it from the Lord. My intellect, my time, my health, my success. Oh dear, what you are thinking about, he gave it to you. And number three, he's expecting it, he's expecting you to increase it. So you can either increase it or diminish it. And, you know, increasing is in those areas of stewardship where it is responsible. But, you know, you, when we are looking at time, it's 24 hours. It's about effectiveness. You cannot increase it. It, re, it, it, it all depends with how are you effective in the 24 hours you have. And finally... God can call you into account at any time and it may be today. And so as we move into our scripture which is from Psalms 90 I want us to consider a few things and I'll call it the three ways to grow in stewarding your time during these difficult times. And the first one is to trust you are secure in an eternal god and we we will shortly turn to um Psalms 90 and this will be from verse 1 and 2 and you know here uh Moses tells us that our lives are short but god is eternal it is important that we remember that god is eternal may that phrase sink in you And that's why the biblical word view and a personal relationship with Jesus is very critical. Unfortunately, if you have a naturalistic world view, then your security is only in yourself. That will never be satisfying at the end of it. But when you choose to trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have a new relationship. It reminds us that Moses grew up where there were privileges. 
but he refused to accept the Egyptian worldview. His saving relationship with God put him in a secure relationship with the eternal God. And this will be true for any one of us who will choose that Jesus Christ is his Savior and Lord. If you are here this morning, there is no other point in this sermon more important than, you know, reminding you to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Repent your sins. Trust in the death and the resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. You know, Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come, no powers, no heights, no depths, nor any other created thing which will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Trusting in the Lord is much better than thinking about our lifetime challenges, that if we only had a vaccine for covid that will cure all of us, then everything will be awesome. You know, you can have that COVID vaccine jab, but you can still get COVID. My sister had all the two jabs and even the booster. She's out of the country. I was called one morning and I was told, oh, she's been carried by an ambulance. She has COVID. And thereafter, she developed a clot in the lung. But trusting in the Lord is better. And I remember praying for her in my house and, you know, God healed her. You know, some of us will be too keen worrying about the outcome of our elections. And what will happen to your life? It is better to concentrate and invest in heaven. Our Lord is a dwelling place for all generations. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. That is Psalms 90 verse 1. It is interesting to note the timing of this song by Moses. It is when Israel was yet to arrive to the promised land. They didn't have land of their own. And the fact is that most of the Egyptians, sorry, of the Israelites were going to die in the wilderness. They were not going to make it through to the promised land. But what an amazing comfort. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. He says that, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. What a comfort and security that we are able to reflect and put our trust in the Lord and not the properties and not the land we have. Most of the time when I sit with my friends in the office, they talk about you know, what kind of life they will want to leave their children and grandchildren. That's 
what takes most of our time is that the legacy we are hoping to leave behind i hope that our legacy will be to leave our children and our grandchildren and our family members in the hands of the lord having a personal relationship with an eternal god his eternity means that you can never escape his presence verse 2 before the mountains were born you gave birth to the earth and the world even from everlasting to everlasting you are god you know we are living in a very delicate time it is during these covid that many patients are dying alone you're not allowed to visit people in the hospital there is a number that is limited and for some people it's very hard to feel secure when you are alone but here moses reminds us that whether god's people are wandering nobats whether they are slaves in egypt or on a journey to the promised land god is always with them and if god is the eternal one and he's the only one who is present in all our times to provide security therefore cultivating a growing vibrant relationship with god is the most important focus and the greatest joy for the security and stability of our lives you know but see we are saying that his eternity provides hope for those who come after you that they will also be able to enjoy his presence because he's the same yesterday today and forever and so i don't have to worry so much about azaria and azia because when i am gone god will still be merciful to them the promise that god is with his people and that he never leaves them and forsakes them is the beautiful most beautiful thing we can think about and therefore the stewardship of time starts with the right worldview that the lord is always with us and we can trust him for our security in an uncertain world and the second truth i find in this passage is to make the most of your limited time and this we are going to read from psalms 90 from verse 3 to 12 and i think we will go step by step and when people say we have a limited time it is very easy to think in extreme you know most of us rarely think there comes a time when we will have to go we always think that we're still young and that those who are going are the other ones for some of us will be able to live 80 years others 120 years and others will be able to live 5 years and 2 years our life is short and god was kind enough to tell us that even though it is extremely hard news to hear and why did he tell us that for us to be able to pick a few things that first we have to view our times of suffering from god's eternal perspective 
you have to view the current challenges you're going through from God's eternal perspective. But for a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by. Or like a watch in the night. You know what? That burden you are carrying, that which seems to stay for too long, is just like a day in God's sight. And there comes a time when you will be able to overcome it. And therefore, we do not know the exact timing of Psalms 90 inside Moses' life. And for this sermon, assume that it was in the latter days when he had seen all his brother Aaron, his sister Miriam, much of the first generation of the Israelites wandering in the desert. He had also watched God judge the Israelites' wickedness. And some of them died from plagues, snake bites. Others were killed by the sword. And others were swallowed by the earth. And slowly but surely, everything in this generation passes away. Some were in their 20s others in their extreme old age. What can we pick from that? That God can call you into account at any time. At any time. It is so important to remember that. The second part is <coughs> three pictures that teaches how our life is short. If we proceed, it says, you turn people back into dust. And you say, return to dust, O children of men. That is verses 3. Oh dear, that looks extremely hard. But this reminds us how quickly our body returns to dust. My dad returned to dust. My closest family members passed on in an accident. They return to dust. I look at my body every day. You know, when I was your age, <laughs> my hairline was here, right? <laughs> now you can see where it is. Eh? It is decaying. It is going. It is reminding me that I am coming closer and closer to my ends. It's hard truth. But we thank God he did not hide it from us. And for some of us, they are able to go to the Lord in their sleep. Verse 5, you sweep people away in the sleep of death. You know, Look at those counties that are raveled by floods. When it sweeps, it sweeps. It wipes everything. There is nothing left. That is our life. You know what? One thing I've always thought about is, is to live for Jesus and one day to die and another day to be forgotten. One day my life will be swept like a flood. There will be 
a new professor at JQuad to take over my position, who will always be better than me. There will be a new patron of the sea, and he will be ten times better than I am. There will always be a person who will take over all my teaching and preaching opportunities here. And I will be completely forgotten. You return back into dust. You sweep people away in the sleep of death. To keep the good news coming, he adds a third one. In the morning, they are like grass which sprouts anew. Some of you are in the morning, others are at noontime. In the morning, it flourishes and sprouts anew, and towards evening, it fades and dries and withers. If you are a wise steward, then you will quickly relate this with how you spend our time. Always remembering that there is a time in the morning that you are very fresh and you are sprouting. That evening will also come when you will be useless, when you will be withering away and no one will, be, will want to spend time with you. One of the biggest lies we believe is that we always have more time. That we can bury our head in sand and live like death won't come to us. But every time I come to the university, because the dean of students are some of our colleagues, I hear of cases of a college student that has gone to the Lord. That a student whose parent has been involved in an accident. Or those who have passed on. There is an appointed time for everything. Our days are numbered. We will pass away like flood. And, you know, people will forget us like we never existed. But we can trust in the Lord and find security in him because he is eternal. Consider God's anger against sin to number our days. And this will be my part C. You know, for we have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath we have been dismayed. You have placed our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All of us live in a world suffering under the fall, the curse of sin. This is not the individual judgment against personal sin, but all those who know Christ are freed from the power and penalty of sin. For our days have declined into fury. We have finished our years like a sigh. And if you're a wise steward of time, then you will seek to know how best to live under the weight of the curse of sin. That daily we will be able to find hope in God and security in him and will be able to look into his word to navigate the difficulties that we are facing by obeying him.
we will not be good stewards of time if we seek to live life trying to escape the groans and suffering of this world. 